This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. The new Apple Vision Pro. Is it a device that we all need? Or is it just an AI-powered tool that no one needs? We're going to talk about that today and more on Everyday AI. Welcome. Thanks for joining. My name is Jordan, and I'm the host of Everyday AI, and this is for you. This is a daily live stream podcast and free daily newsletter helping everyday people like you and me not just learn what's going on in the world of generative AI, but how we can all actually understand it and use it to grow our companies and to grow our careers. So if you're new, thank you for joining us. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure to check out your show notes every single day. We always talk a lot of very useful information um, as well as, you know, our website URL, my email, you know, a link to connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, so many different things. So uh, make sure to check that out. And if you're joining us on the live stream, thank you as always. So uh, Denise joining us from Houston and Brian and Jay, thank you all for tuning in uh, to today's show. So before I get into a little bit more on the Apple Vision Pro and spoiler alert, I think no one needs it, hardly no one. We'll talk about that here in just a second and how this is actually an AI product um, and maybe why Apple isn't talking about that. But uh, before we get to that, we're going to start as we always do with the AI news. So if you are joining us, make sure if you haven't to go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for the free daily newsletter. We recap every single day's episode as well as everything important that's happening around the world as it comes to knowing AI and actually using it. All right. So I tell people also our website, it is like a generative AI university for free. There's more than 200 episodes in there sorted by category. You can go back and read every single uh, newsletter we've ever put together. All right. But let's first get into the AI news for today, shall we? Uh, Microsoft is getting into the AI generated news game. So Microsoft announced a collaboration with news organizations to bring generative AI into newsrooms and support journalists with research, sourcing, and translation. So this is part of Microsoft's commitment to sustainable journalism and democracy. Uh, so Microsoft is working with Semaphore to develop AI-based tools for news research and has created an AI journalism lab at uh, CUNY's Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism. Uh, other AI companies such as OpenAI are facing criticism over using news articles to train their models without licensing their content. If we're being honest, all large language models are doing that. And we're going to see, I've talked about this on the show before, uh, how that pans out. I think we're going to see a lot of lawsuits um, and a lot of seven-figure annual partnerships. All right, next piece of news. Hey, we're talking about Apple and AI today. So a piece there. So Apple's future AI developments may come with a more affordable price tag. So Apple's AI research team just published a paper called Specialized Language Models with Cheap Inference for from Limited Domain Data. Yeah, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Uh, so this new paper from Apple's AI research team shows that Apple's latest AI research breakthrough in developing cost-efficient language models is working. So the research outlines different cost arenas and methods for creating budget-conscious models that are effective for various domains. Uh, the research presents two pathways for creating budget-conscious models. 
hyper networks and mixtures of experts for generative pre-training budgets and smaller selectively trained models for tighter budgets. So we're going to be talking a lot about Apple today, but a lot about Apple and AI in the near future. Um, all reports and Apple's own CEO said that they're, they will be announcing their generative AI offering uh, probably in June at the Worldwide Developer Conference. All right, our last piece of AI news for the day, Meta may start adding AI-generated labels to content shared on its platform. So uh, this was kind of rumored a couple of months ago, but now it's, uh, you know, kind of official. So uh, starting in the next few months, Meta is working to add AI-generated labels to creative that comes from AI-generated tools, such as MidJourney, ChatGPT, Google has their new Imagine 2, and others. So uh, this approach, which again, it isn't live yet, but this approach is going to rely on a collaboration for invisible watermarking data, which we obviously haven't seen AI image generating platforms offer that yet. So it should be uh, it should be interesting to see how and when this ultimately plays out or doesn't. All right, that's it for today's AI news. And if you haven't already, make sure to go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for that free daily newsletter. Uh, and hey, let me know. Let me know what you wanna hear more of too. I love hearing from you all getting emails, people reaching out on LinkedIn, uh, letting me know that um, you know this is helpful for them or helpful for their career. So if that's you, please let me know, you know, and who knows, maybe uh, I'll look at how your company is using AI and bring you on as a case study. All right. But today, as Tara knows, and as Megan knows, and everyone that's joining us, we do a little thing each week called Hot Take Tuesday. So on Tuesday, I say, all right, you know, I, I I read way too much AI news. I pay probably way too much attention to everything, but that's for you to keep you all updated. And sometimes things just rub me the wrong way. And I got to get, you know, old old man Wilson, someone someone called me once, got to get old man Wilson and, and shake my fist at the, at the young kids, right, on my front lawn. Uh, so let me know, how hot should we make this one today? Let me know if you're joining us live. Throw some emojis. Should we be kind of nice to Apple? I mean, we like Apple. I'm an I'm an Apple fanboy. Or should should I really bring the heat? Or should we just burn, baby, burn? Right. I got some hot takes as always. I'll let y'all decide. I, I I feel most most every time people just just want just straight fire. No one wants me to be nice. All right. Maybe I'm uh maybe I'm too kind during the week with guests. All right. So. Looks like most people want to bring the heat. All right. Denise wants it kind of scorching. So Woozy said all the heat. All right. So let's let's go ahead. Let's let's we'll crank up the temperature. So what let's first talk what the Apple Vision Pro is. All right. So if you're if you're listening on the podcast, I'm gonna show a couple screenshots, but nothing that I can't explain. But if you haven't seen the Apple Pro, Apple Vision Pro yet. Here's what it is. It looks like very futuristic, cool looking ski goggles, right? There's no other way to put it. They look like cool cool ski goggles that you can see through, right? So the whole, uh, kind of the whole premise of Apple Vision Pro is it brings in mixed reality, right? So you obviously in these very futuristic, very expensive, looking ski goggles. There's an extremely high uh, high definition screen, 
but you can also see through it. You can pass your vision passes through and you can interact with the outside world. And obviously whatever screen, um, you know, is being projected, it is in almost 3d. So, you know, if there's depth in your room, you know, you can have a screen and you can move the screen even forward and, uh, backwards. And, you know, you can place different screens, kind of, you know, pin them throughout your house and, you know, wear the thing around. So you can interact, um, you know, with different elements, whether it's, you know, websites, uh, watching videos, entertainment, um, productivity, email, messaging, whatever, whatever you think you can do on a computer, for the most part, you can do a lot of these things with the Apple Vision Pro. All right. That's the super, super high level. So uh, what it is, it's a high end Mixed mixed reality website, or sorry, mixed reality device developed by Apple. So what it does is it offers an immersive mixed reality experience with features like high resolution display, spatial audio is another big one, and then hand gesture controls. And the price tag, y'all, the price tag starts at $3,500. Yeah, starts at, that's if no bells, no whistles. $3,500. All right, so like we talked about, I'm just bullet pointing some of the features, some of the specs here, all right? So it has a high resolution display, more so than any other product out there. Um, the immersive spatial audio, it does have that seamless Apple ecosystem integration, as well as, you know, which is kind of a big one here. It has the hands-free user interface with high uh, sorry, eye and hand tracking, 3D video, uh, augmented reality apps, and it works in conjunction with your MacBook, right? So if you have a MacBook right there, you can just take that screen and throw it up and make it, you know, 100 inches, you know, in your uh, mixed reality living room, as an example, right? All right. And probably one of the best examples of this is a demo I saw on Twitter, actually. You know, someone said, hey, this this demo is better than uh, actual ads for Vision Pro. Um, you know, so to kind of describe what, what's happening here is this user on Twitter, uh, they had different videos kind of pinned throughout their house, right? So there's a, a cooking video kind of pinned um, in your kitchen. So regardless of where you walk, that stays there, right? You can have different, you know, apps or different screens follow you around if you're walking around in your house, because again, you can see through it. So you can have, um, you know, kind of always there kind of uh, windows that you see, or you can pin them and leave them around your house, around your office, right? So think maybe, who knows, you're in a conference room wearing this thing with others and you can, you know, pin different things up and walk around like they're big pieces of, you know, those big notepads. All right. So that's it. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I'm not, this isn't a, a commercial for the Apple Vision Pro. All right. So now probably what you're asking is, hey, Jordan, isn't this an AI show? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's not a lot of AI in here, is there? Well, yeah, there's actually a ton. This thing could not run without artificial intelligence. And the bigger play here is what's not announced, right? Uh, Hey, full disclosure, I don't think this first version is going to meet expectations. Let me just get that out there. Let me also get this out there. I love Apple products, right? If you're uh if you're if you're joining me live and looking at the video here, the video's coming from my iPhone, right? It was better than the best webcam that I could have. You know, I'm just stream here. I'm using my um new Mac Mini, right? 
later I'll probably be working on my MacBook, right? So I got to put that out there. I'm a huge Apple fan. I've been using their products pretty exclusively for, I don't know, 14, 15 years, a long time. Um, So I'm going to get that out there and then also talk about, yes, the Apple Vision Pro does use a lot of AI, all right? So some of its main AI features that you probably don't know are powered by artificial intelligence is the eyesight system that allows mixed reality. Yep, that's artificial intelligence. Uh, The user navigation for spatial content, that's artificial intelligence. And the neural engine, uh, the neural engine accelerates AI functions without destroying the battery. All right. So there's a lot of artificial intelligence already baked in here. Is there a lot of generative AI? Not yet. But I do think that's their next play. I think that is, you know, whether that's in their second version or their third version, that is the natural next play, right? Uh, I think right now, one of the downsides of this is having to use, y'all, like typing on this thing is not easy. I've seen the demos. I got fat fingers. It's hard enough for me to type on a phone. All right. You know, so it's a lot of like pinch and zoom controls with your hand. You know, there is a keyboard. Some people said it's terrible. Some people said it's okay. Uh, The voice dictation right now is not the best, according to reports. It's a little cumbersome, the UX of it. So I do see the next iteration of this. And when this could actually be useful, and I can say, hey, maybe someone needs this, is when there is uh, a Siri integration that has a large language model, right? Current day Siri, Alexa, whatever Google, hey, Google uses, they're all they're all useless, if I'm being honest, right? If you use a large language model and then you use a quote unquote, you know, smart assistant, the smart assistants are not smart. So I do see this. After Apple announces their, you know, whether it's called Ajax or Apple GPT, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so maybe in their second or third version, I do see the Apple Vision Pro at that point being much more useful when it has built in generative AI. Then it becomes a much more immersive device. All right. And hey, let me know if you're joining us. If you're joining us live, I think, uh, you, you know, some people said they're actually, you know, they're considering, you know, Woozy said he's considering one of these, but, uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on the Apple Vision Pro as we start to dive in now. We're going to get some spicy takes now. But first, let's let's admit the truth. The thing is $3,500. So it's selling, right? The numbers are there. You know, reports uh, say that Apple uh, pre-sold $200,000. Uh, I believe the, the figure I saw last is they've now sold uh, nearly $300,000, right? And, and, and that alone is, is nearly a billion dollars in sales, right? And they're expected uh, to sell up to 600,000 units for the first year, all right? Which that's, you know, more than $2 billion. Not bad, right? It's not every day you can have a product that sells, you know, two, three, four billion dollars uh, in sales in the first year. And you say, hey, this thing's not needed. This thing stinks. But- that's my reality. So let's talk about why hardly no one needs it. All right. And as always, I'm going to mix in my own personal opinions with the facts, y'all. That's one thing we do here on Everyday AI. We research. That's my background. You know, in my first life, I was an investigative journalist, you know, journalist of all kinds, but and did, did do a lot of investigative journalism. So um, a lot of times when people just put products out here in the gen AI space or, Hey, look at my new AI, this thing. 
uh, if we talk about it on the show, we usually dive in. We do research. We bring facts. We bring the receipts. All right. So let's talk here. Let's talk here. This is Apple's first product for the tech elite. All right. And if you don't believe me, so what I'm sharing on my screen here, uh, Google Trends has this nice little feature where you can see how often people are searching for things, uh, where they're searching for things from, uh, et cetera. All right. And guess where people care about the Apple Vision Pro? It's probably no surprise, but this isn't middle America. This isn't, you know, your average everyday place. No, absolutely not. This is in tech elite USA, right? Um, We're looking at Cupertino. We're looking at Redmond. You know, where where, uh, Microsoft is. We're looking at Mountain View. We're looking at Palo Alto. We're looking at tech hubs. That's it, right? So if I'm being honest, that's probably their target demographic. They don't want to sell this to me. You know, they don't want to sell that. I'm living in Chicago. They probably would want to sell this to me. I own just about, you know, like I said, I own an iPhone. I own an Apple Watch. I own a couple Macs. you know, I had an iPad, uh, you know, I don't, I don't use it anymore. So I'm probably their target consumer, but this isn't for me. This product is for the tech elite, period, right? And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, but, you know, hey, we have the, uh, we have the stats there. Look who's searching for this. Just tech elite cities, more so than any others. All right, well, we're going to turn up the heat now. Mm -hmm. this product is tone deaf. It is so tone deaf. The average middle-class person cannot afford this. This is a used car. This is a trip to Fiji, right? Not that the average middle-class person cares. This is multiple you know, family vacations for your family if you're doing it road trip style, right? This is not for the everyday person. And that's actually what kind of rubs me the wrong way about this, right? And what you might be thinking is, all right, Jordan, well, you know, it's a better product. And that's that's true because I'd say the closest comparison right now is probably the MetaQuest 3, right? That was probably one of the best uh, widely available kind of mixed reality headsets on the market. Quest 3, $500, right? Much more affordable for the everyday person. The Apple Vision Pro is seven times more expensive. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. They probably packed the technology to require that. You know, I saw different teardown estimates saying that you know, the parts added up anywhere from, you know, $1,200 to $1,400. I saw different ranges. So you obviously can't sell, you know, something for a loss. But this is this is so tone deaf. All of Apple's products that are category makers have been for the masses before, right? Let's talk about that. Did Apple create the first laptop? No. But they created the first laptop for the masses. Did Apple create the first smartphone? No. 
But they created the first smartphone for the masses. Did Apple invent the first portable music player? No. They invented the first portable music player for the masses. Did Apple invent the first tablet? No. They invented the first tablet for the masses. All right. So you get what I'm saying. Apple has gotten to the point where it is today, which is usually either the first or the second most valuable company in the world uh, for market cap by making beautiful products that make people's lives better, that make the everyday person's life better, right? There's obviously downsides, right? There's downsides to these products. You know, everyone being glued to their smartphones and I get it. I'm there too. You know, I'm, I'm on a device almost all day. So I get it. Makes your life better, but there's downsides. But that is that is not what the Apple Vision Pro is. You know, this is what, hey, there's other headsets out there. There's been other headsets out there for, I can't do the math, but probably almost 10 years. You know, going back to the bigger ones, the HTC Vibes, those weren't, you know, mixed realities, but there's been VR and mixed reality headsets out for a very long time now. Like I talked about, MetaQuest, we're already on version three. This is not the first in this category, but Apple, as always, even like what they are with Gen AI, and I talk about this all the time, they're never the first person at the party, but they're always the coolest kid. But they missed on this. This is a swing and a miss. All right. And all other major market Apple products, I think, have solved problems. But the Apple Vision Pro is a pseudo solution looking for a problem. This isn't a solution. This isn't. This is so, you know, rich, rich bros out uh, in, in California can be like, hey, look at this. Look at this. And they can, you know, post on social media and they can say, oh, look at this. Right. That's, that's what this is for. This is a showcase piece. Is it here? I'll say this. Is it going to help people? Absolutely. Will there be use cases where this is extremely useful? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? I could, sure, I could see use cases. Um, but Apple, this is so, if I'm being honest, this is so anti-Apple. This move seems like something that I never would have expected Apple to come out with a device that is just literally not for 99.5% of their customer base. They make products for the masses. This is not it. All right. Some other problems that I think no one needs this. Well, I think Apple also dropped the ball. Is there? There's probably an over-reliance here on developers to create a compelling use case for this, right? Normally when Apple launches a new product, they have, you know, a handful of apps that are built in, that they built, that they're like, this is the use case. This is all you need. Don't really have that. I don't see, you know, yeah, you can throw your Safari up on the screen and, you know, make it huge, right? Is that the compelling use case? Is it FaceTiming your your coworkers who are also have a... Three thousand, five thousand, or $3,500 piece of machinery on their, on their head and seeing their avatars. Is that, is that a use case for everyone? I don't think so. All right. And then last but not least, again, going to the tone deafness of this, I believe. Like post-pandemic, isolation is not what people are looking for, right? 
In theory, all of Apple's previous products, I think, have done a pretty good job at having use cases of bringing people together, right? Yes, there's tech neck and people are glued to their devices. And, you know, you see room full of teenagers, there's 10 of them and somehow 11 of them are on their phones. How is that even possible? So I get it. I get that tech has become isolating, but I think that most of Apple's major products have not been isolating products. I believe this is quite literally isolating, right? Even in their ads, I'm like, does no one understand how isolating this is? There's ads where there's, you know, two people in a room or three people in a room and one person has goggles on and everyone's laughing. I don't know. Doesn't sound like a super fun uh, time for me. It's like, well, would I want to wear these on a flight? Sure. You know? Yeah, that sounds great. You know, when maybe I'm not, you know, there to to talk with other people, but probably not, you know, probably not. Usually travel with my wife. So do I want to be isolated the whole time from her? I don't know. Probably not. It's a pseudo solution looking for a problem. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Yeah. Some, some, some great, some great comments here, you know, from, from our audience, Woozy saying, uh, agree says, I feel like half the reason I want them is to show people, uh, they can use them to walk around in my company's metaverse world. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, if you have a business use case like this, you know, if, if, if you're trying to tie it into, you know, more interactivity, um, in your company, I get it. I, I, I still just don't, I don't see it. Um, you know, uh, Svetlana is saying this captures people's attentions, but doesn't solve a significant problem. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's been so many clips. There's been so many clips on the internet showing people wearing these in big cities, right? Showing people, you know, in crowded crosswalks with their Apple vision pro on people are just looking at them. Right. And they're, you know, moving, moving their hands around and they're, you know, gesturing as they walk, you know, to who knows, maybe Twitter just had to be scrolled at that time or, you know, people on the bus. Yeah. There's some viral, you know, viral, uh, kind of photos and videos going around or, you know, the one I saw is there's, you know, two guys at a restaurant eating these together and it's just the two of them in their Apple vision pros. Right. Um, I don't know to me, aside from the price and that the average American cannot nearly afford this, right? That's number one, not even close. The average American can't afford this, but yeah, it is, it is isolating. I think what 
I could be wrong, but I think most humans want now and what we've wanted for the last year or so. You know, I say in a post-pandemic world, um, obviously there's, you know, still, uh, you know, pandemic is is happening. It's just, I guess, a little quieter. But in what we call the post-pandemic world, people are wanting more human interaction. They're wanting uh, to engage with others in real networking settings, right? Past couple networking events I've been to here in Chicago, you know, people just talk like, oh, it's so good to be back meeting with people. And, and last time on, you know, Zoom, you know, Zoom networking events, you know, or Zoom events, right? Like I'm going to be at the, uh, the uh, NVIDIA GTC in, in March. And it's the first one they've done in person, I think in like four years, right? So there's, I think what we humans want right now is we want interaction face-to-face with other humans, right? After being somewhat secluded for months or years, that's what we want. That's why I think this is tone deaf. Couple other, a couple other smaller reasons here. Battery life, battery life blunder. Even with a corded, you are in a corded battery pack, which not all headsets have a corded battery pack. You still only have two hours, right? What are you going to do with two hours of battery? You know, it's okay. At that point, you're tethered to an outlet. So like at, at what point is that advantageous to just having your MacBook or having your iPhone that has 10 times longer battery life? You know, at, at what point? is two hours, right? I mean, come on, that makes no sense. It's heavy, it's super heavy. It looks kind of ridiculous, if I'm being honest, like people wearing these out and about. I think there was a reason why, you know, if even if you look back at Google Glass, was very ahead of its time. There's probably a reason it didn't work. Obviously, people are gonna buy whatever Apple puts out there regardless of the price tag, but I don't, I don't think this is the move. Hey, and another reason, I think there's there's probably a reason that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Meta, kind of pivoted, pivoted away from, you know, this, this metaverse and, you know, going all in on uh, AR and VR and is focusing a little more on generative AI right now. I think there's a reason, right? Not abandoning, but focusing more, att- less attention on, you know, AR and, you know, the metaverse and more attention on generative AI. There's a reason. All right, let's let's end let's end with stats, y'all. We always do. And also, if you have any questions, get them in. I'll try to try to answer one or two at the end if I see them across the screen. Let's let's just talk about this. And this is why I think that Apple did not lead with any AI in their marketing. They could have. There's artificial intelligence being used throughout this device, but they didn't lead with it. And I think they probably know. I think deep down they know that the first version of this is not going to be a category maker, right? I think people were talking about this a lot over the weekend and they'll be talking about it a lot this week, but I think that's it. I think this is going to be one of those one of those pieces you're not going to see, you know, in the in the weeks, in the months after, you know, normally you can't get your hands on Apple products when they first come out. You got to wait weeks or months. Um, it's not like that. You can walk into any store and buy these things. They're, they're asking to be bought. Um, so it's, it's different. Obviously the price is higher. So the availability looks different, but I want to talk about the economic, um, impacts. So what I have on the screen here is this is just the last six months, right? 
So Apple announced this about six and a, I don't know, it's actually about seven months ago, but let's look at the last six months and let's look what's happened with all these big tech AI companies. So again, I'm not saying that this is just because of the Apple Vision Pro. Obviously, Apple has announced and released other products in this time period over the last six months. You know, they just recently uh, finally officially announced that they will be having a Gen AI offering coming to their iOS soon. Okay. So again, what I'm telling you right now, it's not saying that this is um, indicative of the market reception or consumer optimism on the Apple Vision Pro. It's not what I'm talking about. But over the last six months, here's big tech companies. Here what their stock has done over six months. Apple up 4.9%. Google up 9.8. All right. Literally double. Microsoft up 22%. Meta up 45%. NVIDIA up 52%. Right? Those are those are our big, you know, our big uh, AI tech players right there. So people, people are going to point to sales. They're going to point to say, oh, well, hey, when all things are said and done, it's going to be two, two billion, three billion dollars. It's not moving the needle. It's not because I think the majority of Americans see through this. They see through this. And they, I think the majority of people agree with me that this is an AI product that hardly no one needs. Unlike every single big product, big piece of hardware from Apple ever, this is not for most of us. This is not for the everyday person. This is not something that we need. It's something that people with a lot of money want. I'm gonna say, if I'm gonna say it how it is, that's what it is. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. You know, we took a little, not a detour, but we went in a slightly different direction today, talking about, you know, we weren't talking about, you know, mid-journey or chat GPT or you know, Google Gemini, we we thought we'd bring it back a little bit, zoom out and talk about what everyone else is talking about right now in the Apple Vision Pro. I hope this is helpful. I want to hear from you. Uh, let me know what you know. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, please let me know. Uh, looks like we got a question here from Tara. Tara's asking, would you prefer your partner immersed in the Apple Vision Pro at half sensory input for a literal transparent filtered experience of the world or engaging with the constant distraction of their smartphone? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd pick the second, right? At least, I don't know, at least to me, when someone's on their smartphone, you can still make eye contact with them. You can still kind of see what they're doing. I think when you are, you know, as soon as you put on, uh, you know, an Apple Vision Pro or even, you know, a MetaQuest 3, I think you're essentially checking out from those around you. You know, I don't think anyone can truly put that on and be fully present, right? Because, yeah, you could talk with someone, but you have a head, you know, you have ski goggles on that you can, can't even really see through. You know, Apple says, oh, you can see people's eyes. Well, doesn't look like you really can. You know, people kind of said like, oh, here's what they put out in the marketing and here's the reality. So I, I think it is an isolating, uh, I think it's an isolating device. All right. If this was helpful, let me know. And also tell your friends about this, share about this. You know, if you're watching here on LinkedIn and you found this helpful, please repost this and go to youreverydayai.com. Sign up for that free daily newsletter. I'm excited. We have a lot 
of great guests lined up for you the rest of the week. Yeah, so no more, no more me. We have great guests lined up. So we hope to see you back tomorrow and every day for more Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.